2: 714 Tommy Tucker, WWL, on his foggy Tuesday morning. One lane open on a causeway southbound. Be ready for that, and there's no need speeding in between because the causeway police will drive in that left lane and give you a ticket if you're speeding. So just set the cruise at 35. Be safe, and you'll get to where you're going. Uh, overall, today, another warm day. Yesterday was hot to me, more than warm. Hot highs today. You're talking in the same neighborhood, 78, 80 degrees, which is a little warm for the first day of February, uh, final day of January, rather. 20% chance for showers tomorrow, but cooler highs of 58. Then temperatures fall throughout the day on a rainy Thursday, starting at 68 and dropping eventually to the 40s. Friday, back to sunshine, highs of 56 and a nice weekend with highs of 59 and 66, Saturday and Sunday, respectively, and plenty of sunshine. We are joined now by Anthony Allman, a professor of philosophy at Northern Michigan University, to talk about artificial intelligence and the problem that chat GPT is causing in academic circles. Good morning, Professor. How are you? Great.
0: Thanks for having me on, Tommy.
2: Thanks for taking the time with us. How big of a problem—well, I guess maybe you could give us a um, little—and I know you're not the the chat GPT expert— but for people that don't know, what is Chat GPT? And I think it came out in GPT, and it came out in November.
0: Yeah, it came out at the end of November, and it's a chat bot where you can um, put in any essay prompt that you want, and it'll spit out a 500 word essay or a thousand word essay, and it will be an amazing essay.
2: Is it? Does it? One question I had, professors, does it spit out the same essay each time, or is each one different? It
0: doesn't spit out the same one each time, and so it's indetectable. Each essay it, it spits out is original and unique.
2: So it would be hard to tell if anybody's using it or not. How, how do you go about that as a professor in determining whether the paper was written by the student or not?
0: That's part of the problem. It is almost impossible to tell. There have been some people who have invented... Uh, chatbot detectors, Mm -hmm. but it's really easy for the students to get around them. All you have to do is introduce some random errors, and then you get away with it.
2: How big of a problem is this?
0: Well, cheating has always been around. You could always (laughs) find somebody that you could pay to write an essay for you. The difference is that this is free, and it spits it out in 30 seconds. And so now the worry is like, oh, everybody's going to do this.
2: Is there a field or a course of study that it would be maybe easier for students to use? I guess math would be hard because you got to show your work, right, or not?
0: Yeah, but the thing is, it's not just good at writing essays. It's also really good at programming and really good at math.
2: So what about when a student takes a test? How how could I guess let me go back a step when it comes to taking courses at home. Can students test at home via the computer? Go ahead.
0: Yeah, that's the worry is that if you have any kind of take home test um, or even an in class test where the student can surreptitiously look at their phone, you could even pump in your multiple choice questions and the chat will tell you what the right answers are and why they're the right answers.
2: And I guess, is there any protocol when a student's taking a test from home to keep them from researching the topic while they're online taking a test? I I don't know enough about it. It's been a while since I've been in school, Professor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that you can go by the honor system. And there is some research that suggests having some kind of honor code does deter some people. Um, It's just unclear. You know, that's all we have is some kind of honor code at this point. There's a couple of other things that people are doing, but none of them work very well. Like what? Well, um, some people are going to oral exams, and if you have the student present the stuff in front of class, they can't use their phone or their computer, so they can't use ChatGPT. Um, uh, some people are going medieval <laughs> and uh, doing paper and pencil <laughs> exams. Um and some people are doing just uh, stuff from recent articles because the chat is only chained on stuff up to 2021. So it doesn't know anything about recent stuff. But each of those has big problems.
2: So, what can academia do? What would you like to, what would you and your fellow professors like to see done?
0: Well, some people are in favor of banning the chat on college campuses. You've seen this happen in uh, New York public schools and in Seattle public schools.
2: With geofencing? Um,
0: Yeah, but I think that's actually a mistake for one big reason, which is that this tool is going to exist out there in the world, whether we like it or not. And the students are already worried about a big gap between college and the so-called real world and if there's this really cool tool out there that we won't let them use and we won't train them how to use that gap is going to get bigger so i think we have an obligation to train them how to use this tool responsibly
2: wait let me take a break we come back and want we'll to talk about that gap because i'm a little bit confused about what gap they're concerned about we're talking to anthony allman professor of philosophy at northern michigan university about chat gpt which you give it a couple of questions or a couple of words, and I guess it'll spit out a 500-word es- essay, each one different. And unfortunately, um, some people are using that to cheat, and I was asking you uh, as a value question before, if your kid is kind of using this and getting straight A's, maybe, I don't know if it'll apply to high school, and I will find out, and then getting um, a scholarship, and you're not worried because the grades are rolling in, are you worried? Because at some point, the chickens are going to come home to roost, right? And you're going to, they're going to realize that they haven't learned a thing in school. 7.20, time for traffic now, WWL. 7.25, Tommy Tucker, WWL. One lane open on the causeway going southbound because of the fog. 35 miles an hour, do the limit. Don't get a ticket and just be safe. We're talking to Anthony Alman, a professor of philosophy at Northern Michigan University, home of the Fighting Wildcats, right, Professor? That is correct. All right. About artificial intelligence and students cheating. Um, how reliable is the information that this uh, chatbot, the chat GPT, it generates a paper, a 500-page essay, but is the information always accurate?
0: It is not, and that's one of the big problems going forward. We cannot rely on it to provide factual information about historical events or scientific matters.
2: So, in a way, the students roll in the dice if they decide to do this? That's correct, at least if they're trying to cheat on it in certain
0: disciplines where getting the facts right really matters.
2: Do do you find students are, I don't know if it's changed or not, or really want to learn anything, or are they just concerned with getting out of school? Because at some point I would think it's going to catch up with them, right, where you either know what you're doing or you don't?
0: So I'm kind of of two minds about that. There's certainly, Tommy, still really good eggs out there that want to learn. But the worry is that if everybody else is cheating, then Mm -hmm. they feel like they're getting the short end of the stick.
2: Yeah. So what about getting out of school and not knowing what they're doing? Do they ever think that through or not?
0: Yeah, but I think that a lot of them believe that they're going to have access to this chatbot or some future version of it the second they get out. So if their boss asks them to write a short blog post, they're just going to have the chat do it. It's like the dawn of the calculator.
2: Yeah, well, but somebody texted that in. But is it the same, really? I mean, the calculator is a tool. This is more than a tool, is it not?
0: So the uh, Sam Atkin, the the creator of ChatGPT is really pushing the calculator analogy on us. But there's a sense in which the calculator is supposed to just do more quickly math that we can already do. And in that regard, you're right. This is doing more than that. It's writing the whole thing.
2: Because it seems like you can have a, a hammer and a saw and a measuring tape, or uh, a ruler, you know what I'm saying? But unless you really know how to use that hammer or saw, it's not going to really do you any, any good. Maybe I'm wrong? No, there's something to that. But it does
0: still take a certain amount of knowledge of the topic that you wanted to write on to get the, give it the right prompt. You have to ask it the right questions to get the kind of material out there. But it's not all that difficult to do.
2: So is this on the radar of uh, universities around the country? And, and, and secondly, high schools, is this something that applies to high schools as well or just at the college level?
0: This is something that's on the radar of both universities, colleges, and at the secondary level. Um, That's one of the reasons why the New York Public Schools and the Seattle Public Schools have banned it. They're really worried that this is going to become a huge problem this semester.
2: All right. Any final thoughts, Professor?
0: Um, We're going to see just kind of how much integrity our students have, like how many people are willing to take the short route and how many people are really willing to do the the work.
2: Is there any way— um, I guess other than geo-fencing or, or in-person test, unless there's some kind of program that can define what is actually uh, produced by, by this artificial intelligence. And then even at that, how, do you, how would you prove if a student actually wrote it or not?
0: So there is software out there. Edward Tian, this uh, Princeton undergraduate student, created a GPT-0, which is supposed to detect it. Um, but it's unclear how much evidence that would weigh in, like, an academic honesty hearing.
2: And that's that's a pretty serious charge before you accuse somebody of plagiarism. I mean, you've you got to be sure that they're guilty, right?
0: That's right, and right now, Edward and Software just detects kind of like computers are really perfect and really regular in their thinking, so that's what it's kind of measuring, that humans in their thinking are kind of a little bit inconsistent and all over the map, and I don't know how much evidence this sort of you know, regularity testing will have.
2: Interesting. And they're going to keep using our artificial intelligence, professor, all the way till there's no jobs left, right? I'm
0: I'm worried that we're moving to a post-writing society
2: because of this. Yeah, I hear you. I Understand. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time, Arthur Allman, professor of philosophy at Northern Michigan University. We come back. We're going to talk to Eric Smith over at Tulane about Europe's embargo on Russell Russia, Russell Russian diesel, and how that's going to affect us in the U.S. and in Louisiana. And also, you know, I've been talking about asbestos and having my um, a test done because I was exposed to a lot of brake dust. I'm going to talk to Justinian Lane in the 8 o'clock hour, about 8.15. I'm going to get the results of that text uh, test. rather. My life is an open book, and I've not heard the results. I don't know what they are, but we'll find out when Justinian joins us, and we'll talk about the dangers of asbestos and how it takes a long time for any of that to show up right now though it's time for wwl first news for that we go to Ian know's
1: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too